Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, welcome back. This is Jim Dudley. Um, Jim, I'm going to do a quick uh, reader here. It's uh, important that I get this right. Uh, earlier this year, Kate's Law, which was named for Kate Steinle, was reintroduced to Congress, which is now controlled, of course, by Republicans. President Donald Trump has said during the course of the campaign and after he was inaugurated that he will sign such a bill. Um, as you know, it's named for Kate Steinle. She's the 32-year-old woman who was fatally shot by, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Juan Francisco Lopez Sanchez. Uh, he was a Mexican national, uh, a convicted felon who had been deported and returned illegally to the United States, at least that we know of, five times. Kate, um, you know, she's a high-profile victim of, of, of violent crime committed by an obviously recidivist illegal immigrant. Um, she was really made famous on the O'Reilly Factor television show on Fox News. O'Reilly was kind of the guy who kind of came up with Kate's Law, or at least was been pressing it. Um, but she's not the only one uh, who has been affected by an illegal immigrant um, and murdered, in fact. On January 22nd, 2015, in Mesa, Arizona, Grant Rowenbeck was shot to death by an illegal alien from Mexico named oh, Anapoliar Altamarino. Hmm. Um, he was shot over a pack of cigarettes. On November 16th, 2010, in San Francisco, again in San Francisco, a law student named Drew Rosenberg uh, was murdered by an illegal immigrant named Robert Gallo. The assailant ran over Rosenberg three times with his car. Um, Gallo was convicted of vehicular manslaughter, sentenced to six months in jail, and released after just 43 days. He was um, subsequently deported, but his whereabouts is presently unknown. He could be back. On November, uh, let's see, what else do we have here? No, I'll, I'll leave that one off uh, the list. I think we get the idea. Um, these, these crimes are heinous, um, but there are certain, certain indications that, um, that it's not a large population of uh, illegal immigrants who are committing these crimes. According to the uh, Wall Street Journal, um, illegal immigrants are generally less likely to commit crimes than the native population. And in Governing Magazine, an analysis of data by the Pew Research Center showed that illegal immigrants, people who cross the border illegally or overstay their visas, not only showed no increase in violent crime, but a marginally lower violent crime rates. Um, and I'll quote from that. A quote, statistically significant negative correlation was also shown for property crimes. So what do you think, Jemmy? Man, what's the, what's the deal with illegal immigrants committing violent or property crimes in the United States? Well, it's a touchy subject right now. I, I... I recently read the op-ed in um, the uh, LA Times by uh, Chuck Wexler, essentially in defense of sanctuary cities and dispelling um, what he called myths about uh, undocumented immigrants who were um, not all the gangsters that, that were thought to believe. But I mean, 
You, you cited a couple of uh, instances. Um, in San Francisco, we had another uh, murder trial where the um, suspect, Edwin Ramos, was convicted, uh, undocumented, uh, deported, um, returned. He was a member of the MS, the uh, MS-13 gang. Um, and I believe it was brought about at trial that he mis mistook um, a family, a, a father and, and, and two sons, for members of a rival gang, uh, shot and killed uh, the father and one of the brothers. Um, he was convicted and he's been sentenced. Uh, if, if these individuals are deported um, and then return after a criminal act, we shouldn't, we shouldn't tolerate them, whether we're in a sanctuary city or, or any other city across the United States. And so that's where I think the debate is, is raging on, um, do we shield undocumented immigrants? And, and I do see the benefits of being a sanctuary city where you wanna make sure that uh, people um, don't come, aren't um, deterred from going to the police to report crimes so that they're victims. Um, victims of human trafficking or victims of robbery or sexual assault or child abuse or domestic violence abuse that for the the mere fact that they are undocumented that they would be deported if they came to the attention of the police and that could be by reporting the crime um, i think in that way the sanctuary city uh, ordinances work um, in san francisco and a lot of uh, west coast uh, cities you have uh, a lot of um, Latin American um, immigrants who uh, are undocumented deal in uh, cash trade, have a lot of cash on them, don't go to banks, go out on a Friday, Saturday night and get robbed, um, preyed upon by suspects who figure they're not gonna report the crimes because they're undocumented. So those in those cases, um, I believe it is warranted that we, we protect those people. Um, Recently in Santa Cruz, um, ICE did a raid and, and arrested um, several MS-13 gang members. Uh, a couple of collateral uh, individuals were uh, taken into custody that uh, had no criminal offense but were undocumented as well. And I think that's going to happen. But I, I think in, in the case of uh, rounding up wanted MS-13 members, um, you, you, you take the collateral damage in that kind of situation. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that for the purposes of the RP, you know, for the purposes of the person who's trying to um, seek justice within the justice system, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not someone we necessarily want to toss out of the country. You know, we've got to check against whether or not they have any kind of prior criminal background or any of that, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not all about that. But... In the case of, you know, uh, for example, in this in the Steinle case, if someone has committed a violent crime, served some manner of time, is deported, and then returns to the United States, Kate's law would would have, it effectively put them in jail for walking across the border mm. for five years minimum. Right. Right. And you know, I, I think that's enough of a deterrent to maybe keep some of these people from returning, violent criminals from returning. That's the whole point. You know, once you've served your jail time, if you're, if you're caught and apprehended and you're found guilty at trial, you are put in jail for whatever period of time and your exit is to your, your origin country. 
um, that could go a long way because I think that it's probably true that undocumented people, they don't want to be on the radar of any government agency, much less the police. So there is a lot of folks out there who are just trying to make money and have no interest whatsoever in any criminal activity. But there's a fraction, a, a portion of that population of the undocumented, of the illegal immigrants who are constantly committing crimes. You talk about MS-13, you talk about other criminal gang activity. Mm -hmm. um, these are people who are, according to one study, you know, arrested 11 or 12 or 15 times. Let me go read this here. In a 2007, granted this is a 10-year-old study, give you that, Government Accountability Office study of 55,000 plus illegal aliens. Analysts discovered that they were arrested at least a total of nearly a half of a million times, averaging about eight arrests per illegal alien. That's a lot of people. It's a half a million people. Or no, I'm sorry, 55,000 people arrested a half a million times. That's a lot of arrests per person. Sure. Between 10 and 11 or 12 arrests. Um, so that tells me that the criminal activity is not a widespread population mm -hmm. and that we can in fact have people in quote sanctuary cities report crimes and not be penalized sure but those who commit any manner of crime should be should be given the, the greatest penal pe penalty of all which is to say goodbye to them sure show them the door down on the southern border right sure and we've seen concentrations of uh, drug dealings and other illegal activity by undocumented immigrants that have been arrested, their cases go to trial or they get uh, dismissed and they're back on the streets. And that shouldn't be the case. Uh, in, in those cases, even in sanctuary cities, I believe the obligation is there to uh, turn them over for their uh, immigration status because essentially they're here as guests and then if they violate that by committing crimes, they're, they're no longer welcome guests. Right, yeah. You you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Here's another one. Um, the FBI did a study, and I couldn't find the date on this, but um, th that said 75% of the most wanted criminals in the following cities, Los Angeles, Phoenix, and Albuquerque, 75% of the most wanted criminals in those three cities are illegal aliens. That's that's a significant number. Um, you know, so it's it's... One quarter of all inmates in California detention centers are Mexican nationals. Twenty-five percent. Mm. Um, that's a these these are these are real numbers. And so, and I I want to do this podcast now. It's timely now um, as the summer approaches. The Congress will be debating Kate's law, and you know there may be other proposals out there. Um, yeah, you, know, you may want to tweak Kate's law so that it actually gets the sixty votes necessary in the Senate. Mm -hmm. um, I think you need a simple majority in the House, and they'll get that probably falling out of bed. Um, but I think you do need a couple of Democrats to cross the aisle in the Senate side in order for the bill to pass. Um, or maybe a new proposal. You know, I think that it's certainly open for debate. How, how do we have a sanctuary city for the people who are innocent and a non-sanctuary city for the people who are guilty? Yeah. That's a question I think that needs to be answered. Right. And I think you, you may see a little arm twisting like we've seen in some of the bigger cities, the, the sanctuary cities that are seeing funds dry up and say, okay, uh, we're gonna give in on a couple of these uh, principal policies as opposed to um, something that that's actually protecting people. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we will again revisit the subject probably down the line.